Welcome to the Monday Night Scores, a wrestling podcast covering the epic battle for rating supremacy between WWF Raw and WCW Monday Nitro. We relive the war skirmish by skirmish to decide which show we think should have won the fight for viewing figures that week. We then reveal which show actually did take the gold in the Nielsen ratings using our golden envelope. Last time out, Nitro stretched out a phenomenal two-point lead in the ratings war, going ahead 12-10. But if we've learned one thing about the start of the war so far, it's that consistency is very hard to come by, as both shows have struggled to get any kind of streak, Undertaker pun intended, going. So what will happen this time out? Will Nitro bag a hat-trick, or will Raw pull one back? And immediately, we've got a problem. There's no Nitro this week. <laughs> that's it, lads. That's, that's the pod. <laughs> like, thanks very much for listening. It's <laughs> So, we'll give you a brief rundown of Raw, a very brief rundown of Raw, and get right back to the wars, where we'll see a wrestler rebrand we've been waiting for, a tag team barnstormer, and a confused battle of the big lads. But will it all live up to the hype? There's only one way to find out. But before we get into it, we'd best start by introducing ourselves. I'm one of your hosts, my name is Steve, and I am, as always, joined by a man who was once arrested after being caught graffitiing whilst up some stepladders in front of a shop in Walthamstow, where locals reported he could be heard shouting, It was missing an apostrophe! It's a hardware shop belonging to Peacock! There aren't multiple fucking birds in there! It's possessive! Possessive! As he was thrown into the police car. It's the one and only nitpicker, Jim! All right, Jim? Hey, how are you doing? Very well. Yourself? Yeah, um... Just it's been a bit of a bit of a week, a bit of a week at the grindstone at the coal face with um, I've been entrusted with entrusted with looking after the trainee in the department. Right, and it's been a bit of bit of bit of mixed results from. Her. Do you remember a few weeks ago on on Raw when Vince called called the ringmaster the consummate professional? <laughs> yeah, vividly. Yeah, of course. He's always he's, he's always there on time and <laughs> he never clocks off early and stuff and. <laughs> she's the opposite of the ringmaster, basically. So we've got she's the master ring, essentially. And we, I take it she doesn't listen to the podcast either. <laughs> no, she's only got a week left, so I'm, I'm going to lay it now. But <laughs> 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 yeah, we've had all kinds of ailments, all kinds of illnesses. You know, COVID for a day, stuff like that. COVID for a day? COVID for a day. I had swollen wow. up, I had to get a cold compress on the advice of the doctor. Couldn't come to school. All this, all this nonsense. And then this morning, this morning slept in, just coincided with it being Baltic cold. Couldn't be asked getting out of bed. Yeah. Can you do period one for me, Jim? It's, it's, uh, it's you know, I've slept in, happy fuck. But um, <laughs> what it comes down to, basically, is she's just, I don't know, like a prime example of this ridiculousness, she's telling me, she comes in, Did you think I did this right, Jim? And I go on, what happened? She's so, um, Well, so again, I know you two know, but the listener probably doesn't do that. I work in a school. And so she's telling me about what's going on, this particular event. Yeah, so I'm walking past this big group of boys, and they're there talking, and then one of them, out of nowhere, they're, you know, they're kind of like shouting at each other, or whatever, and out of nowhere, one of them, one of them zipped one of them. Like he's punched him. Jeez. And I've gone, I've gone, what, like, 
you know, they're just messing about and they just started to play a fight. No, no, no. He's, he's punched him. I said, oh, like, really? Like, ah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like, the lad fell down. And then what, what happened then? What happened then after that? Oh, he, yeah, he got back up and then they started, like, you know, swearing at each other, fighting a bit more. So it was a fight then? Just, yeah, yeah, it was a fight, yeah. And, right, so what did you do? And oh, I just I, I just walked off. <laughs> wow. And, and she went, she went, so do you think I did that right? I said, no, no, almost certainly not. And then, <laughs> Almost certainly not. What do you she, think? <laughs> can't believe you're asking me. That's <laughs> <laughs> it, right? Like, what can we do about this? Like, we've got to find out the lads were, aren't we? And then, just when did it happen? Like, what time of day? What, what, where was that? She went, oh, last Tuesday. Ten days ago. You've been sitting on this <laughs> for fucking two weeks. What do you want me to go back through two weeks of the cameras? Screw the nice of this. Just happy with Ted. I think oh, I just got up, walked out. Just forget about that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the ringmaster would be, uh, would be, would be furious hearing about that. Phenomenal. <laughs> two. Right, thankfully, it's the last week of this, so I, I reckon it'll be. Um, I know she probably got out of the bank. Something, something spectacular will happen. But yeah, it was. That one really got me yesterday when she said that. Phenomenal. You took Dobby a hero too, literally. Yeah, I can't literally go with the mindset, like, just let everything or everyone sort themselves out. Like, yeah, yeah. I'll be fine, they'll just work it out. <laughs> These 12 year olds just work it out. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm also joined by another man hailing all the way from the Spanish announce table, where this week. He is inconsolable that his beloved Los Caramelos are stuck in La Zona de Descenso, the relegation zone. It's the one and only Los Liam. All right, Liam. Well pronounced, Steve. You, uh, <laughs> you, 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 you always nail it. It's like being back home <laughs> on a sunny beach in the Basque region. <laughs> Stop. Oh, God. But yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. Very, very glad to hear it. God, Benny. And big news, lads. Oh. We have another The Listener. No way. Excellent. And not only that, but the Monday Night Scores was his Spotify unwrapped most listened to podcast of 2022. An absolute phenomenal effort. Wow. I think this can mean only one thing. Richard, you've just won the gold as the inaugural TMNS World Listening Champion. Congratulations. And he's going to take some beating if another the listener wants a shot at that gold, let me tell you. Twitter profile pick belt on its way to you in the post. Superb effort. Absolutely what superb. What's an what an accolade. Well deserved. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Couldn't have done it without you, Richard. Thank you for your support. C- correct. Seconded. Absolutely seconded. Huge, huge effort. Well played. Right. Well, we best get into it then. All right, Jim Carmen. I'll get us placed in history with some cultural reference points. Here we go. It's going to be accurate this week. <laughs> oh, 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 the nitpicker is picked. <laughs> <laughs> the date is the 11th of March 1996. This week in music, 
the UK number one was How Deep Is Your Love by Take That. The nitpickers karaoke go-to and for all of you wondering yes he does mean the take that version he's very particular about that <laughs> future wwf hall of famer mike tyson beat british boxing legend frank bruno by tko in the third round of their world heavyweight title fight to win bruno's wbc title australia beat the west indies by five runs in the cricket world cup semi-final nail biter and ed was released a film starring Matt LeBlanc, who plays a farm boy who becomes a minor league pitcher and goes on to befriend a chimpanzee, who also happens to be the team's mascot and his roommate, only for the <laughs> shyster team owners to sell Ed, the chimpanzee, to make a quick buck, which throws off LeBlanc going into the championship deciding game, only for the chimp to return halfway through, giving our pitching chimp botherer his mojo back so he can save the day. I haven't made any of that up. Amazing. <laughs> I want to watch the film. film. <laughs> right, now we know what we were singing along to at the Youth Club Disco, what we were watching on the sports segment of the News at Six, what we were reading about in the back pages of the papers, and what absolutely nobody was watching at the cinema. Let's see how Vince and Eric are going to compete with that lot. There'll be feud set-up, intrigue-building, double countouts. Road Warrior Brothers Steiner becrazed tag team blowouts. But no screaming banshee, ear destroying, go away heat, Vicky Guerrero mega shouts. Let's get cracking. And we kick off with the reduced raw rundown. And we are not live as we're in the Cincinnati Gardens, once again in Cincinnati, Ohio, for the third week in a row. <laughs> with yet another preacher. No wonder the crowd looked fucking flat. <laughs> they get the money's worth out of these buildings, don't they? Yeah, it's going to say that. Raw loves just hanging around, don't they? <laughs> we're straight in with HBK Shawn Michaels taking on the 123 adult to build towards the former's WrestleMania programme against Bret the Hitman Hart. HBK picks up the win, obviously, after a weak looking sweet chin music that followed a missed top rope leg drop from the kid. The super sloppy kick wasn't helped by an immediate over-the-shoulder slow-mo replay that made it look even worse. <laughs> but in fairness, it wasn't in keeping with the rest of the superb contest, which was just as entertaining as you'd expect from these two. A stunning spinning wheel kick, by the way, from the kid stood out in particular. He absolutely plants HBK, as Ben says, right in the kisser! It's <laughs> <laughs> Uh, HBK celebrates once again by dancing in the ring with a small yeah. child. Don't like this. Don't like this gimmick. Yeah. He's sexy boy Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid. He does. We don't need kids involved. Dressed in as a stripper. Dressed in a stripper. He was teasing getting his Johnson out in the ring about a couple of weeks ago. Why have we got an eleven-year-old in there? You know what yeah. I mean? This is this is not appropriate. Stop it. His entrance. His entrance, by the way, was far too long. Again, like that. Oh, you, you, you're talking like nine on five minutes, just like passing about dancing in the. In the ring like that. That needs sorting, doesn't it? <laughs> Correct. Uh, an Oscar-worthy gold dust promo follows, as the glittering one is in the unoccupied Piper's pit, and he proceeds to wind up Piper just as he did Razor, <laughs> and finishes the segment by suggestively playing Hot Rod's bagpipe. Yeah, I didn't know what was going to happen though. <laughs> when the bagpipes came out, I was I was fearing the worst. <laughs> Next, a promo package that tells us the Ultimate Warrior will return at WrestleMania. 
Hakushi is out next. He's taking on the raw debuting Justin Hawk Bradshaw. That's right, the future Bradshaw and JBL. Hakushi gets absolutely battered here, and I mean, like, really pancaked by the staggering. I didn't like this. I I like watching Hakushi. Yeah. He's, I know he's amazing. We speak about we speak about about him quite highly, don't we? But uh, he's great. But this he was, was he just was, he was fodder, yeah, a total was, fodder. Um, and you know there was there was never going to be there was never any doubt that the future acolyte was going to win this one because he got his own theme music played by the Raw band live. Like you're not losing after that, you know what I mean? Even though yeah. Doc Hendricks was you know tried ruining it again by being on stage with him and doing some <laughs> dad dancing, like. Why, why is he there? You know, why, why is Doc doing that at all? Full stop. It's fucking mental. Anyway, Bradshaw gets the win after a brutal lariat that obviously becomes, you know, the, the clothesline from hell. He absolutely clatters Akushi, who should not be, you know, squash fodder enhancement talent, given how awesome he is. It's, it's, a, it's a shambles. Anyway, up next, we've got Hunter Hearst Helmsley taking on Brett the Hitman Hart. This in the, you know, the second HBK Brett Builder of the Night. Another cracking bout this with Helmsley's quality once again shining through. And, you know, he really looks at home with a wrestler of Brett's calibre. He's cracking. Hart gets the win, but not before HBK comes down to ringside with a steel chair to sit on. As he sort of semi-distracts and semi-cheers on Hart. Like he warns him when Triple H is going to jump on him and stuff like it's all a bit weird I don't understand um, Hart gets the win by applying the sharpshooter Helmsley as uh, HBK is walking back up the gangway and sort of applauds him which seems really patronising don't understand anyway unless they're teasing some sort of heel turn from HBK but <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen weird finally we see billionaire Ted appearing on a quiz show where all the questions are who said this atrocious statement and all the answers are billionaire Ted which he gets wrong every time, obviously. And there were some absolute horrors in here yeah, in terms of these was, answers. Was, uh... Horrors that are, of course, beyond inexcusable, if true. Uh, but let's not pretend any of this wouldn't be, you know, would, would be getting brought up or scrutinised if he wasn't just the competition. You know what I mean? Like, WWF, you're trying yeah. to hold the moral high ground in. You're like, nah, no, not having that. But, yeah, atrocious, atrocious. Um, and that's us up to date. Any any closing thoughts, lads? <laughs> That was raw. <laughs> I, I think I mentioned it last week as a killer. Where um, I appreciated them putting like the the, the, the groundwork in for these these bouts at WrestleMania. So it was good to see HBK and Brett in like a lengthier match mm. um, with with two decent talents who really could put on a good show. With so I enjoyed that. Bradshaw was good to see his debut, but I didn't really like him battering Nakushi up. Uh, didn't sit well with me, um, and then. Well, you know, Ted's just something we've got to live with now, isn't it? It's just never going away. It was the last one. It was the last one three months ago. And now he's on a game show, so who knows where, who knows where he'll be next week. The billionaire Ted segment is our COVID. We've just got to yeah. learn to live with it. Yeah. Much better than the, than the previous week. We said, didn't we? Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Agreed, agreed. It, was, it, didn't, really, uh, it didn't really hit... Uh, at the right spot the the week before, but I thought this this one was all right. And we are live from the Freeman Coliseum in San Antonio, Texas, for the 11th of March edition of Monday Night Raw. We don't see it on telly, but tonight we actually kicked off with a dark match. 
Skip defeated. Can you guess who? Um, I think I can, yeah. Dwayne Johnson. Unbelievable. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson. Oh, Dwayne Johnson debut. And I didn't realise, I thought he started as Rocky Mayavia, so there you go, I've learned something. Not, not Dwayne Johnson. Yes, yeah, yeah. I thought that was his first, first gimmick, but apparently not. Instead, though, in our first match, we see Savio Vega taking on the newly renamed Stone Cold Steve Austin. Here he is. Yeah, the ringmaster didn't last for long. No, did it didn't, did it? And Thankfully. quite right. No, exactly. And, you know, what a momentous moment this is in the Monday Night Wars. This is, this is arguably the biggest. Yeah. The biggest character in the whole thing. Brilliant. No entrance music, though, for the ring. <laughs> no. uh, for, for Stone Cold Steve Austin, no, which is annoying. Exactly, though. I know. Just in there in the ring. But at least he's now got his full name. They, they teased it a bit last week, didn't they? With yeah, the, they mentioned yeah. it. But now, there it is in the caption. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Not a, not a ring, nor a master in sight. In the crowd, watching on, is yet another Attitude Era stalwart. <laughs> as we see a fresh-faced... Backwards facing Kangol cap wearing Mark Henry. Mark Henry, the world's <laughs> strongest man. World's strongest man. He's yet to make his debut, but Vince is already telling us not that he was the world's strongest man, but he's the, the strongest man in the world, which just sounded wrong. It's just that's not, that's not what he is. That's that's right. I got that right yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Austin counters a huge splash attempt from Vega by raising his knees. And he almost gets the pin as he cheats by gaining extra leverage from the ropes, but the ref clocks him and stops the count. Like Austin, like really laying into Vega with some brutal-looking strikes, and then a guillotine as he drops to the apron on the floor. Look fantastic! Before he then ties up Vega in the ropes in the corner, before once again unloading with these just massive strikes with his fists. Stumbling out the corner, he then lands a drop toe hold, a knee to the face, further rough housing, a big whip into the opposite corner, and then Vega then counters with a high back kick into a hip toss, and then a huge running spinning wheel kick, planting the turnbuckle bound Stone Cold as both of them fly out the ring. Just fucking brilliant, absolutely brilliant, all of this. The ref then makes it all about him and quickly gets the count as both of them are outside up to six. Vega starts climbing back in. Austin stops him, both on the outside again, as the, the official completes the count and we have a double count out. Doesn't stop the lads, though, as they continue going at it, with the in-ring Vega sort of snapmaring Austin from the apron back into the ring. The two continue brawling, separated once more by the ref, who clumsily sort of tackles and stumbles Austin backwards before the Texan resumes battle once more, and the two end up continuing the match, culminating in Stone Cold taking another huge wheel kick that sends him right to the outside. He then heads to the back, but this one definitely isn't over. Superb stuff. Good match. The white boots as well. I didn't like the white boots. I know, so. it just it looks wrong, doesn't it, with the star yeah. still on? So yeah. yeah, obviously they had the, the bald head and the black trunks. Uh, the white boots, no. Not, it was not the same as a, it was. There's Luger's attire as well on, on Nitro. Exactly the same. That's a great well, well, well shout. Yes, it really was. Yeah. There you go. You don't want to be. You don't want to be doing that. No, you don't. That's a look like. You don't be copying Lex Luger, do. Hundred <laughs> percent. A replay of Mark Henry really badly press slamming King <laughs> from an unseen segment earlier on is next. <laughs> With Vince telling us that Henry can squat a thousand pounds. Henry just like drops King forwards rather than like, you know, pushing up so he lands on his shoulders. It's just, it's just terrible. 
We then learned that the Razor and Vega connection progressed in the tag team tournament on Superstars. They beat Tatanka in the 1-2-3 kid in the first round. Still no sign of the new rockers. <laughs> I think we're never going to see him. Back in the arena and we're meant to see Rowdy Roddy Piper. But instead, Goldust's superb intro music hits. And he makes his way to the ring as we anticipate some repercussions for all Dusty's antics in Piper's pit last week. What about the mention in the Bushwhackers, by the way, in the tag team tournaments? I mean... I, I, mean, I thought we were well past that kind of uh, stage in, uh, in the WWF, but they're, they're entering, aren't they? So. I'm so glad we're not watching Superstars too. Yeah. <laughs> it must be a it's a good idea. It's on the Superstars programme, isn't it? Yeah, correct. The weed along kind of. I know, bloody Nora. It's, uh, yeah, a blast from the uh, blast from the past that we, I don't think, need, save for, you know, comedy entrances into rumbles. <laughs> True. Doc interjects to try and flog us a truly atrocious WrestleMania denim jacket <laughs> that even the most ardent oh, Canadian tuxedo a criminal. <laughs> right, who, who is wearing this, this denim criminal. jacket? Like? Just $70 this cost, best part of. Staggering, absolutely staggering. Mercifully back in the ring and Vince is uh, is there as, as Hot Rod's music is playing. Uh, Rowdy Roddy Pipe is making his way to the ring and then the exact promo you think is going to happen does. So the uber macho Hot Rod unsurprisingly doesn't like Goldust's get-up demeanour or antics. Uh, Goldust continues to wind Hot Rod up, spending a lot of it suggestively on his knees. <laughs> But not before Piper proclaims to be a lesbian. I, I didn't get that. Uh, Piper says if Goldust's playing mind games, he's messing with the wrong guy. All the while acting absolutely rattled. This was his, uh, his Kevin Keegan, I would love it, <laughs> interview, really isn't was. it? He's, he's full on lost his cool. <laughs> Saying, I would love it if I beat you, Goldust. <laughs> it's crackers. Goldust gets a bit too close to Piper on his knees and starts trying to peek up his kilt, which is, understandably, the final straw for Piper. <laughs> he says, that's enough, as the two then square up, uh, but Piper still doesn't properly whack him. Uh, he waits until... <laughs> yeah, this was strange, wasn't it? Like, if, if, if you've got yeah. a fella, right, trying to look up, you, you kill, you're going to be annoyed. Yeah, correct. Straight but away. He, he isn't. He, he has a pause. They square up a bit, or, but not quite. Um, then... Uh, Piper waits for for Goldust to manhandle his sporran. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the point <laughs> where he has actually. And he pushes Goldust away, who responds with the biggest slap in history. The crowd, and okay, I'm sure this was probably sound pumped in, but if it, I, I wouldn't blame it if it wasn't, was because it, it sounded and looked amazing this slap yeah it was decent incredible and then he gets Goldust receives one in return which knocks him to the to the to the mat Piper finishes by saying you want a back lot fight he never said that I'll fight you I'll make a man out of you is he is he gonna sleep with him <laughs> is, that, is that what he's saying because <laughs> that seems like a, a, that appears to be what Goldust is after I don't understand but no, nevertheless Vince loves this by the way and yeah. uh, Hot, Hot Rod leaves and he just shouts Rowdy Roddy Piper Rowdy Roddy <laughs> for ages that was it so he loved it he loved it yeah the crowd the crowd were going mental for yeah. uh, for Piper giving all these jibes towards Goldust's sexuality wasn't he uh, yeah yeah I was yeah. Uh, I was getting Bruno vibes here from the uh, <laughs> When, when, the, when, the two lad, when the two lads are in the cage and they've got the uh, the crowd baying for blood because they, they can't handle the thought of uh, 
of of two males going at it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, spark. Um, am I right in assuming here that the, the Razor Goldust feud is now just done with because they've just subbed him out? Haven't they? He's been subbed out for it's, it's, it's exactly the same thing, yeah, identical. but they've just put Piper in there. Yeah, but Razor's in the tag team tournament, so he's just, he's he's definitely <laughs> bench, hasn't he? Must have, been that, must have been that promo. It's unbelievable. <laughs> That's what's done it for him. I think at the time, I think I mentioned. I think that was that was his last appearance on Raw. Oh really? He, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm oh yeah, sure you did mention was, actually. Yeah, sorry, I'm sorry. Pretty sure when I was looking through the uh, looking through all the notes and stuff, I think that was it. Was yeah. Maybe maybe there's a contract. That's fucking well weird. Yeah, maybe his contract yeah. disputes. But if he's still there, he's on superstars or whatever. Well, yeah, true. Yeah, true. Tag team tournament. Mm. He's, he's demoted. Yeah, fucking hell. But we nah, that's where all the stars are, isn't it? The tag team tournament, all the big, all the big <laughs> names are in it. That's where it's all kicking off. <laughs> We're never going to see him. Don't worry about it. Is Goldust still the champ as well? The Intercontinental yeah, champ? Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which is what? I've seen that belt in ages. No, we haven't seen just, it. Yeah. No. I you think, yeah, you think he'd bring it down to Exactly. It's, it's more gold. Surely it's just perfect, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get Marlena fucking smoking a giant Cuban every, every week. Bring the belt. <laughs> exactly right. Oh God! Right. <clears throat> Next up, and back once again with the swill behaviour. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's, I wrote that ages ago. I've been dying to say it. <laughs> Finally got the opportunity. <laughs> it's the Godwins, comprised of Irish hog farmer Henry O. Godwin, alongside Phineas Midian Godwin, with Hillbilly Jim in their corner. <laughs> and this, <laughs> And they're here to take on Jerry Mead and Alex Porto, who, as I've never, ever heard of either of them, and who do not get an entrance, I think it's safe to assume, and not leaving the arena tonight with a win. <laughs> it's not going to happen. The Irish hog farmer, someone called... Was it Jerry Mead, did you say? Jerry Mead, yes. Yeah. It sounds like a Phoenix Knights character, doesn't it? Jerry Mead. <laughs> Jerry Mead and Alex Porto. Fucking hell. Classic combo. God, I didn't his name. <laughs> Oh, don't blame you. Why would you? I mean, I'd look it up. <laughs> right, now, we did a daft skit that even the listener probably didn't chuckle at the other week as Raw was replaced with the Westminster Dog Show, <laughs> where we imagined how Raw would film it in a gratuitous close-up of, of some dog's knackers, we assumed, would, would be on there. And then that's literally what we get now. <laughs> it's the Godwin's happens. pet dog, some kind of basset hound. Is it basset hound, something like that? Yeah, it is a basset hound, yeah. He's in the ring with Hillbilly Jim holding his leash, and we just zoom in on his bollocks for yeah. ages. <laughs> not needed. It wasn't needed. What's the, this? Uh, the zoom shot was not needed. <laughs> it wasn't. Far the telephoto lens. Yeah. Just... Far too graphic for the viewers at home. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, you're joking. So she waited, taking the piss. Anyway, the action gets underway after another shot of Old Blue, as Vince tells us he thinks the dog's called. This time being dragged out of the ring, it looked like he didn't really want to leave, uh, as we get to see Jerry Mead, who looks for all the world like a village people reject in his yeah, black vest. On top of a black short sleeve shirt <laughs> with shiny pleather cycling shorts and brilliant white socks poking out the top of his boots. What's yes. going on here? No idea. I, I, I wrote that down straight away. Like, what's the attire like about? You've got like a a, a minimal amount of time in the work in the sorry in the ring. And you've chosen you to go with this. <laughs> 
So I mean, I mean, I mean, people people remember him for for one thing, and it will not be his, uh, his wrestling <laughs> it's, ability. His ring ability, hundred yeah, percent correct. It will be his uh, wardrobe selection. So, <laughs> oh god, shocking. Anyway, um, we'll not with, dwell with, on this. Go with on. this, well, sorry, with this Bassett Hound again. This might be you know, <laughs> me me not knowing you know the ins and outs of of the the, the nature of these these dogs, but. Why didn't he bring like a pig down or some livestock or something? What's with the basset out? Genuinely no idea. Mate. I thought that. I thought, why have we got? Because it doesn't look, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm it doesn't no seem like it's kitted out to be like. This is what I mean. That wouldn't be any good on a pig farm. The pig farm, yeah. so it, that dog that's about three inches off the off the deck would be yeah, yeah. all kinds of covered in all kinds of swill. You know what I mean? It would just yeah. it would last about thirty seconds before it'd be stuck in the mud and suffocating. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I, when I saw that, I just I remember you reading out the list of names of the uh, <laughs> of the Westminster Dog Show like kind of winners and Carmichael's fan first came to mind. <laughs> But yeah, puzzling decision from the Godwins to bring out the Basset Hound. Didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I think that's one of your absolute favourites. <laughs> Carmichael's fanfare. <laughs> oh God, fanfare. We'll not dwell on all this though, as this match plays out almost exactly as you'd expect. It's a straight up squash uh, with Phineas getting momentarily caught in the opposition team's corner as Porto is tagged in only to come alive and elbow both lads out of the ring slash off the apron before doing some mule kicks in celebration that the crowd, if it isn't piped in, somehow apparently absolutely bloody love. Porto, then back in the ring, has a whip into the corner reversed by the mule kicker before leaping to the second turnbuckle and executing a nice diving crossbody only for it to be countered as Phineas catches him in midair and plants him with a tasty body slam before tagging in Henry, who plants the slop drop, a reverse falling DDT, for the win. After that, we're in peak 90s as the Tyco RC remote-controlled cars and sponsor of this next promo are bigged up by Vince. Uh, before the video package plays. I always wanted one of these remote control cars, by the way. Never got one, but they look fucking amazing. You know, they had the big wheels on both sides. You couldn't do any yeah. damage. So good. Still want one now. Uh, the package they're introducing is a... Don't see a point of them. The, you don't, the, the, the remote control cars? What's the point? What, what do you mean? I don't know. It was, I, don't know I just don't get what, what's the point. Like, what are you supposed to... What, what, you're just you, driving around? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I never, I never saw the point. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable! It's the closest thing you can get to a kid trying to drive a car. Exactly, exactly, Liam. Exactly, and an off-road one at that. You can go. You know, see the other you can do jumps and shit. Yeah, it's lost on me. I don't know. I, I don't know where, where how that would be entertaining. I just, I just can't see it. I just can't see it. Unbelievable! Absolutely unbelievable! I'm shocked. Absolutely, you're picking, picking the fun out of everything. Unbelievable! <laughs> Load of rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> the package they're introducing is a back to where it all started promo for first HBK and then Bret Hart to build to their Iron Man match at WrestleMania for the gold. JR is on voiceover and sounds incredible, it has to be said. We start with Sean, who's on home turf in San Antonio, Texas, where we are tonight for Raw, don't forget. Uh, and he's outside the Alamo, wearing a leather, I think it's real this time, waistcoat over his shirt as he introduces his trainer and mentor, Colin, from the British Empire. Sorry, Jose Lothario in perfect 90s shell suit, who speaks very, very quietly in Spanish. 
We're not given any subtitles. Uh, lost Liam, if you'd care to translate. Uh, you're speaking too quickly for me to, to translate. <laughs> totally, Sorry. totally unintelligible. It was insane, this. Sorry. <laughs> That's all. Fair enough. We then head over to the tough Canadian Rockies for Bret Hart, who says he's really tough, but that he doesn't know any really tough Mexican wrestlers, <laughs> which is what Sean basically is because he was trained by Jose Lutherio, he says. Uh, we then see him getting placed in a mental submission hold by his screw-loose dad, Stu Hart. <laughs> Bret's gym, by the way, is full of all manner of weights, which you can only just make out above the 1970s pine walls, ceiling and floors. It seems Stu Hart was also on decorating duties. I like Bret here, I thought. I think it, was, it, was, uh, I think it was his best kind of like non-wrestling segment that he's done, really. I don't know, I just felt like... I totally agree. I thought he was, he was, he was very believable, wasn't he? And he kind of had a, had a real... Real kind of feel to the... It's the best promo we've seen him do, full stop. Yeah, yeah, it's at least wooden, ironically, because he was yeah, yeah. surrounded by all that pine. <laughs> 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 but it was. He was the most natural I've ever seen. Yeah, no, I was. It was very good. Next up, everyone's second favourite blue blood, Hunter Hurst Helmsley is here to you missed battle. missed the, um, the return of karate fighters. The, the, the sorry, I did. Sorry, take it away. Thund- Thunderfoot got himself on. just... I know, I know Lost Liam's a big fan of Thunderfoot. Ah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm totally in Thunderfoot's corner. I still don't know the, the name of the other character. <laughs> I couldn't remember. No, I couldn't remember. <laughs> no idea. We're going to have to go back in there. So, so, so I'll, I'll always take Thunderfoot. <laughs> Quite right. <laughs> anyway, next up, Triple H is here to battle it out with Vin Greer. Who? <laughs> Anyone? That's yes, right. I, I, I guessed that Vin Greer, just from what they'd said. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't just guess. I just, that's Vin Greer. I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got a lottery on you. I think Triple H should be fighting Vin Greer. Like, oh, I'm yes. getting <laughs> Vin Greer. <laughs> that was in Shula. That's how they predicted. That's what it was. And then it's, uh, Vin Greer. When I've wrote it in my notes, it turns out it's correct. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's it. Vin, Vin Greer. Um, and uh, basically, it's another squash. Our aristocrat starts by necking off with his valet, Michelle Snickler. <laughs> You'd think she'd have a different surname, wouldn't you? <laughs> 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 you would. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> Snickler. <laughs> the Snickler. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's absolutely you stunning, lads. You pick all the names. Here you go for Snickler. You pick all the names in the world. Uh, the future 14-time world champion gives Finn Greer here both his five minutes of fame and a squash beatdown he'll never forget. A hanging vertical suplex from Helmsley, which would have hung for much longer, but I don't think Vin Greer really has the core strength to make this work and immediately starts bobbling, and then his replace just has to plant him. Is <laughs> followed by a textbook diving knee from the future game. And we learn that it's Helmsley who will be facing the ultimate warrior at WrestleMania. Did, have I missed this? Did we learn this another time? No, they revealed it today, didn't they? Yeah, they, was... I think I think on 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 the previous raw, they said <clears throat> that they would they would mention who his opponent would yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, I got that. But is this is this is the big reveal when it's just yeah, mentioned in passing during the yeah. Oh, and by yeah. the way, it's him. Yeah. Okay, now I thought I missed something, right? Well, no, I haven't. What? What? Yeah. what, what? And why? <laughs> you know what, what I mean? What, what are we doing here, though? So you've oh. got we've got the Bushwhackers, we've got <laughs> Ultimate Warrior, we've got Jake Roberts appeared in oh, main events. You got Rowdy, Rodney Piper. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like the the, the Raw's oh. c- 
continually like Come taking the, the piss with the huckster and the nacho man oh, and then you've got the wheeling out the, all these I mean skeletons and so <laughs> <laughs> digging them all up yeah you're, like. so, you're so right you're so so right and it's um, but, but don't forget in the last episode we were told on from that weird phone call with you know we hate the spot we hate with the hot rod dialed into the announce table and he says you know and Vince says who's he going to face President Piper and he's like well I can't tell you now Vince but I'll be there next week to tell you because you know that's when you know I've got to be there in yeah. person to reveal this huge news, and it's Triple H. That's not I mean he's a he's a he's a mid carder at the moment. You know what I mean? That's not huge news yeah. that I can only deliver in person. It's it's absolute bullshit. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't want to, anyway. It doesn't matter. I couldn't care less about any of these matches. I can't stand the Ultimate War. I don't know why we're doing this, but nonetheless, Triple H continues to drive some vicious-looking punches into Greer's face, and Vince says he'll need this kind of ruthless attitude to take on the Warrior at Mania. Um, here's one for you lads get back to me next week but I'm making the case for Helmsley having the best worked punches in the business any advance on Helmsley answer in a postcard next week I'd like to point out before we move on from this did you notice how Vince McMahon can't say warrior I didn't it's the ultimate warrior ultimate warrior warrior every time (laughs) it's the ultimate warrior every time warrior Just a bit like a, <laughs> the ultimate warrior. You listen, go listen. You can't, you can't, you can't not say yeah. every time. Every time it's warrior, ultimate warrior. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't say warrior. <laughs> Amazing, fantastic. I'll be on the, I'll be on the, on the, on the listen out now. Um, uh, well, same, same question goes to anyone else out there. Any, any other Vince uh, pronunciations, or indeed any other better worked punches? That's to you, the listener. Um, Tweeters at TMN Scores. Uh, best work punches in the biz. Any advance on Triple H, let us know. Helmsley wraps this up in double quick time as he drops Greer with a pedigree and gets the easy win. Beat Greer. <laughs> Jermaine. Um, Scheme Gene is next. He's back. Oh no. Uh, at least he's given us a break from billionaire Ted. Eh? Um, yeah. He's here with the geriatric match report. Uh, he's in a TV studio to announce that the Huckster and the Nacho Man will be facing off uh, against one another uh, on the WrestleMania pre-show uh, because even Scheme Gene can't figure out how to make a quick book out of that. Um, and Billy Nated will be the special guest referee. Jeez. Um, typical shite as we see a Huckster training montage as he struggles to do three sit-ups without oxygen and Nacho Man has his bald spot being filled in in makeup. Uh, it's all daft, but I, I have to admit, I did chuckle at the the hotline hotline phone number that they flashed up on screen. The scheme team plugs this. It's one one nine hundred lying baldy in big plug capitals. Did you see the uh, the stipulations for this uh, this natural man and it says uh, no handcuffs or lady yeah. shoes to be allowed. <laughs> So we'll give them a tiny bit. That's of, quite uh, good. That's quite good. Well that. Yep, I'll doff me cap. You know, because <laughs> you know how terrible the uh, the handcuff sketch was on Nitro oh, last God. week. Jesus, so, wasn't it? Wasn't it just? So, uh, he deserved. He deserved to have a few shots uh, fired at them. Yeah, totally, totally fair, totally fair. Back to the arena for our main event of the evening, as the Undertaker with Paul Bearer, oh yes, is teaming up with Yokozuna to take on the British Bulldog and Owen Hart. Taker's entrance immediately makes me more interested in this week's Raw. But it's 
phenomenally irritatingly interrupted by Diesel, who is in the gorilla position for an interview to build his match with Taker at Mania. But he's immediately not happy about being interviewed, which you know begs the question, why are you doing it then? Um, he's <laughs> he, he, he tells us that um, I'm checking him out after Vince insinuated that he was. Um, but I've got some tag matches with HBK this weekend to take on Taker and Bret Hart. And I'm just hoping the rumours about Shawn Michaels aren't true. Vince then asks if he'll tell us what these rumours might be. But then he just sort of pushes the cameraman like, away. But the cameraman's like, he's sat down at the table. And the cameraman's just sort of in front of the table. So he just pushes the camera back like a foot so then we just see him from a foot further away and he just glares at the cameraman and looks pathetic it was so funny yeah, shite shite diesel it's terrible at the moment like oh man ruins, ruins everything it <laughs> <laughs> does just, just don't leave anything to, to, to diesel it does oh god anyway in response to this and in spite of having zero info to go off Vince assures us at home, that HBK will keep up his end of the bargain. He always does. You don't know Vince. You don't know what the rumours are. You know what I mean? How can you say that? <laughs> fucking twat. Anyway, Taker and Yoko start by squaring up. They think, well, what's going on here? They're going to go... The tag team partners here, they're going to gonna start, you know, going at one another. But Bulldog and Owen try and jump them, but it does not end well. They're whipped into one another. Then Yoko lands a ginormous leg drop, which crushes Bulldog. First time I've seen him hit one of them. Everyone normally rolls out the way, don't exactly. they? It's the first time I've seen one land. I thought it was. I thought it was just instant death. Surely, yeah. you know. Nice, doesn't it? Phenomenal. Uh, Taker throws Hart out of the ring, and then Diesel immediately makes his way to the ring and short arm clotheslines poor Paul Bearer, and then he does some mountain punches and just wallops poor Percy Pringley. I was just like, "Wait, get off Paul Bearer, you Diesel! What's he done? Honestly, awful." <laughs> Surely the most uh, detestable man on the roster now, isn't he? After Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Assaulted yeah. a portly geriatric. He's got to be. <laughs> he's got to be the most despised hero. <laughs> Quite right. And take a seize all this happening too late. Uh, he goes to Bearer's aid, but Bearer, being the hero that he is, waves him off and sends him to attack Big Daddy. Cool down the gangway instead. So after the back goes Taker. This leaves Yoko on his own in the ring, getting methodically taken apart by Owen and then Bulldog, who keep tagging in and out and then coming in illegally in and out to stay on top. And then, just as Yokozuna actually is starting to mount a little bit of a fight back, out comes Vader. He clocks Yoko from behind, causing Bulldog and Owen to lose the match as we descend into absolute chaos. Ahmed Johnson's out now, coming to Yoko's aid, and he delivers a ginormous power slam and an inverted atomic drop to Owen and then Bulldog, respectively, and then a huge diving clothesline to Vader. About five hours later, Jake the Snake Roberts makes it to the ring as Jim Cornette starts attacking Yoko with a tennis racket. Why are these, why are these a thing? Why are these three? These three no look, just look the oddest couple, the oddest couple, three of them, but the oddest trio <laughs> you're ever going to encounter in your life. Why do, why do all the baby faces love Yokozuna all of a sudden? I don't understand. I don't no understand idea. why they're coming and putting the neck on the line for it. I know. I mean, just three weeks ago, he was one yeah. of the fucking the main heels. Now he's one of the top heels now. Yeah. And Ahmed Johnson absolutely adores it. Whenever he's any bother, Ahmed Johnson sprinting out of the locker room. <laughs> Shoot, we've got to save Yoko. Come on, Jake. <laughs> I'll see you next week. Come on, Jake. <laughs> Oh, it's dire. It's absolutely dire. Anyway, he drags himself off the set here. <laughs> for fuck's sake, man. I'll be there in five minutes. Yeah, no, 
You get started now, then, mate. Yeah. Let's get the snake in his bag. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you get down there, mate. He's in bother. Vader's coming out and he's fucking burglarising clubber again. What? I don't know if he's got his trampoline. I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> fucking hell. Anyway, refs, stooges and more enter the ring as the carnage just increases. Yoko and Vader go toe-to-toe and then sort of kind of perfectly embrace and just fall to the floor slowly. It went from good to terrible in about it's a month. disaster it does, doesn't it? It's going to be bad. Oh. <laughs> it's going to be shocking to watch. <laughs> Oh, God. Anyway, so chaos, total chaos, all building up to the various Mania programmes. But I'm left pretty confused about who's actually fighting who at Mania by this point because it's yeah. just this entire fucking clusterfuck. It's ridiculous. It's all ridiculous. Uh, and anyway, for no reason that I can work out, because given that he's done absolutely fuck all here, Jake's music plays in celebration <laughs> as the heels walk Mental. down the ramp. He didn't do anything. Why is he getting the credit? Fuck me. <laughs> oh, God. And with that... We are out. So that was WWF Monday Night Raw. Let's find out what we all made of it. What would make us want to tune in next time? And what turned us off quicker than a hot tub experience for two with Balls Mahoney? He wants to kick off the rating. <laughs> he wants to kick off the raw ratings builders like. You seem quite down on this from the, the, from what I was picking up today. I'm just I, I quite enjoyed raw this week. I, I, I thought oh, good, was, what, I, I thought there was a, a lot more wrestling than what there normally is. A lot more matches, more than usual. It seemed so fitting a lot in. A lot of big names involved. Some squash matches in there, but still, yes, I, I, yeah, I enjoyed the fact that yeah, there was a lot of a lot more wrestling than what there normally would be. Yeah, totally fair. Totally fair. Fair enough. Uh, I'll put forward Goldust. I, I'm always uh, singing his praises, Goldust. But I think here having the whole arena like wanting to charge him with a torch and pitchfork uh, <laughs> because of how uh, you know how wound up he's got them all with this uh, this eccentric behaviour and the, just the commitment. I just think he's a, 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 an outstanding actor. He is. Um, he's incredible. He and he's playing it. I've mentioned this before. Playing this kind of character in the in the nineties as well would have yeah, been quite yeah. difficult to try and sell to a a, a wrestler. And I think he's just done like a unbelievable job doing it. I think he was outstanding today. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. I think if you um, if you took all, I know we always we never get to see him, but Eddie Guerrero. We always talk about how, how amazing <laughs> he's been. Oh yeah, um, remember Eddie. <laughs> but like, he's probably since we started, like from like. In, Doing the watch through, he's probably like every single week. He's great. There's never a flaw. I know. I know. I, I don't get it. I don't get the whole shtick and that. But he's he's just he's just whatever he's doing. He's fucking brilliant at it. It's interesting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. matches are always good. He's captivating. Yeah. He's, he's arguably the best of uh, on both of the programs. So you, you can make a case for him the best yep. that we've we've encountered. Couldn't argue with that. At all. Yeah. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, I'd, I'd I'd throw Austin into into the mix again. Um, I know. I'm sure there's there's kind of you know. Slight yeah. uh, rose tinted specks that I know I know what he goes on to be, but just genuinely, I've, I'd, I I think I'd I'd 
I'd probably forgotten what a good wrestler he was, and it's great seeing him at this this yeah. time. He was more, he was more like brawly kind of yeah. this week, yeah. wasn't he? And I, lo- I loved it, towards, and that's perfect for this heel. And I thought that that match in particular did ex- it was perfect, right? We had it built it built this feud. I've got I've got interest in it now. Neither of them, you know, n- no, neither went over the other one, but both. Uh, you know, both were enhanced by it. The story was enhanced by it. I want to see more of it. It, it was a great match. Everyone got their stuff in. Uh, uh, Vega looked like a, a great heel, with a, a great face with the, the crowd massively behind him. And Austin looked uh, the consummate professional that we know he is, the consummate heel, getting these, you know, but really looking brutal and, and oh, just just great. I'd, I'd have, I'd have yeah. watched another hour of these these lads comfortably. Great. Loved it. The only thing I did get about this, I, I really enjoyed the match. The only thing I didn't get was, like, obviously Vega was really good in the, in the, in the match itself. He's just he's been around for a while without doing much, mm. and then mm. he's the one who gets the entrance. He's the one who gets the kind of yeah. hands at the Not end. Not the guy who's getting the big push. Yeah, it seemed like he was yeah. the one getting pushed. And it was that was a bit strange to me. But yeah. other than that, no, that um, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, but it was a, it was a, a great match. Really enjoyable. Uh, I, I will uh, add a, another one in there. Yoko's ginormous leg drop. Like if he did this every week, I'd, I'd, I'd dog me cow. You know what yeah. I mean? Fucking brilliant. Be, yeah, I think since turning face, I, th- I think I've been quite impressive. He's, he's been um, miles better than that. He was. He was dour as a heel. You saw, right? Yeah. Um, but in terms of it, the in ring actions, definitely developing, isn't it? Um, and there's a couple of decent spots in that in that in the in the main event. So yeah, I agree. Yoko's has been been better over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, agreed. I've put the alliance down, the, the alliance of Yokozuna, Ahmed Johnson and Jake Roberts as another builder just because it's so obvious what it is. And it, it just makes me laugh. Just get a, get a bit of a kick out of it. With a, <laughs> we, we have no plans for you, but we need some lads on telly for the next few weeks trio. It's, it's just, uh, yeah. <laughs> get, get yourselves out there. It's a, it just makes me laugh. They, just, they would never be associated with each other, surely. <laughs> Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not mates. Yeah. You can't see them free in a pub, can you? You can't. No, no. Not least because snakes aren't allowed in pubs. But yeah, no. No, yeah I totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, go on then, build a pick. Who are we going for? Who's the ultimate builder? I'm sticking with Goldust. I think uh, just another another stellar performance from the lad. Fair enough, Jim. I have Goldust written down too, and he is. Yeah, I think the most kind of interesting on, on definitely although again like I say I don't really understand what's going on with him or what he's <laughs> <laughs> but he is um, and, and I suppose you could make a case for the fact that it's been the same thing for a long time now where he's yeah. trying to freak people out and whatever else but um, yeah I think he is the most interesting thing in the programme and so I, I'd be inclined to agree with Lima. Yeah, clean sweep. Same for me. Uh, I agree with you, Jim. It is rinse and repeat, but the fact that it's still captivating despite that just shows how good he's doing, how good a job he's doing. Phenomenal. Okay, so they were the builders, but what about the killers? Who's going to kick us off with? What would not make us tune in next time? I haven't got much to say. I really enjoyed the show. I've put the Scheme Gene segment, it, it's got way too much airtime. I know it's, it's, it's easy, it's low-hanging fruit picking that out, but they, they get, it's just way too much time on the fucking programme when there's, there's other things you could do that more, they're more productive because these aren't remotely fucking funny, apart from that one bit that was a little bit funny with the handcuffs. And the, and the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> begrudgingly. 1-900-Lion-Baldy, I've got, I mean, I've got a dumpy guy. It was just because no, it was flashing the screen on the caption. That's good. So there's, there's two gags then that have made us laugh. It's just, fair enough, maybe they've been vindicated. Yeah. Maybe that's a rubbish killer. It wasn't taking, worth watching five minutes of TV weeks. time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, eight weeks. Taking eight weeks to get a hit, yeah. <laughs> it's still too long anyway, regardless. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Of course, isn't it? Yeah, exactly right. Uh, 
Um, I, I will mention the uh, the Ultimate Warrior push. Oh, yes. Um, Second. It feels very outdated to me. Um, and and the, the goal of ripping the competition to pieces for wrestlers being over the hill. And then you're wheeling out, like I said, I've mentioned Jade the Snake being the main event, and you've got Ultimate Warrior, you know, going up against Triple H at WrestleMania now. Mm. The Bushwhackers are back. Uh, yeah, it's just... It's just a strange decision. It's, when, the, it's uh, starting to feel very 80s in it with this main Yeah, that's what I Yeah, I had that in my notes. And, and we're just on the cusp part. We were going into yeah. this. And we, what we know is the attitude here. And yeah. we're still trying to like, and it's like cling on to the past kind of thing. And we, we're rip, I mean, they absolutely tear Hulk Hogan to pieces, don't they, on, on this? And yeah, rightly so. And rightly, rightly so, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> rightly so. But you then, you then can't be wheeling out all these kind of, you know, heirlooms. So. <laughs> do you think that's what it is? Do you think that's what it is? Like, they are wheeling out the heirlooms because, like, on Nitro, they're getting ratings and the. I think so, yeah. Hogan yeah. and Savage. I think it's, like, I we think need some old people back. I think yeah. it's pay, pay-per-view buys. They're bankers, you know what that's I mean? It, just yeah. big names for Mania. doesn't matter what the matches are like. We're just going to show the big names on people buy it, but yeah. it's coming up now. I for think that, for how terrible, like, Hogan and, uh, is on uh, Nitro. The, and he the, is terrible. The, the views, <laughs> the views, like, are still getting them taking over in the ratings, aren't so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, a short, short mention for Doc Hendricks dancing like some kind of you know drunken uncle at a wedding. Um, Denim jackets too. Denim jackets, definitely the the uh, yeah. I never want to see one of them again. No, yeah. no. The yeah. only other thing I've put down, I've put down the Godwins. <gasps> Do you like the Godwins? Oh, I quite like the Godwins. Uh, I just not feeling the Godwins. Dem Irish boys. Dem Irish yeah, boys. Exactly. Exactly. The hog farmers. <laughs> it's got to be. Um, there's got to be a better tag team out there. I just, I just feel I, I don't, I don't enjoy the Godwins. I, the new rockers. <laughs> yeah, well, where are they? <laughs> get them on the screen. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't get it. We, we, we'll obviously tag teams will take a bit more of a prominent role on Nitro, but I, when you, when, if you were to compare the tag team divisions, which you know I'm, I'm about to do later on, so I won't go too much into it. It's just, <laughs> it's quite striking. So, question: Ultimate Killer, what are we going for? I got scheme gene. Fair. Low hanging fruit, but I'm going with it. Fair enough. Liam. Uh I'm sticking with the ultimate warrior thing. It just just feels too 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 much out of date for me. Yeah, I can't sell the warrior. I'll 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 change inside be Liam so we we have some kind of consensus. was raw but what about nitro over to the nitro notebook to find out and we are live from the lawrence joel veterans memorial coliseum catchy in winston-salem north carolina we're greeted as is customary by an overexcited eric bischoff off camera he tells us that we have a new tv champion we never get to see the tv of course we, of course there is <laughs> you know what i mean okay. we've seen we've seen more mythical beasts on the show we've seen the Loch Ness monster we've seen the yeti than we have seen the tv champion in action so when they mention this <laughs> there's been more sightings <laughs> so when they mentioned this i was fucking again whoa this is a surprise. Then I found out who it was, and it was fucking uh, disappointing. Yeah, this is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
Oh, unbelievable. So we'll see that this week. We'll also see the Road Warriors in action and a double strap lumberjack match. Oh, God. <laughs> Over to the comms table we go as the excellent Nitro theme music plays. And Bobby the Brain Heenan says that this match, this strap match, will be a beating that nobody will like. I think you're going to be proven right here, Bobby. Bischoff asks Mongo for his thoughts, and he once again basically repeats what Heenan said, but worse. And at this point, we see the longer-tailed canine, meaning we begin, as we must, with Pepe Watch. This week, the poor pooch is dressed up like some depressed children's entertainer. Or perhaps he's dressed like a wizard in a bid to try and magic himself out of this appalling situation of weekly international humiliation. We'll simply never know, but I can't bear to watch this any longer. In our opening match of the night, and... Only what one was one. he this week? Was he like a wizard? I thought he was a wizard. That, that's, that's what I... I did yeah. think he was a wizard. Or, or like, but then he had the thing. He, had, like, he obviously had the hat. Which a party was hat, but then like a party like matching... Yeah, like some no, kind of yeah. tabard or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then I was thinking kids' party, but yeah. I, I, I couldn't... I, mean, I, I refer you to my description. He's either some kind of depressed children's entertainer, kids' party, or some kind of wizard. I think I've nailed it. <laughs> yeah, sorry, you have. That's exactly... <laughs> <laughs> That's an accurate description, that one. It's not what Liam Stewart needs to hear. <laughs> On Repetition. with the show. <laughs> Would anybody like to hear a story about a bitch? <laughs> Sorry, Liam. Into our opening match of the night, and there's, there's only one way to say this. It's Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He's making his way to the Jim. ring... <laughs> Can't have him. Me neither. Two before, an American flag on a pole in his hands and uh, saying, hi and he's here to face the giant. The best multi-story building fall survivor come monster truck driver, seven-footer in the industry makes his way to meet Hacksaw in the ring. And he's accompanied by Jimmy Hart and his megaphone, blaring out an ear-shredding noise as they make their way to the ring. <laughs> What's he doing that for? It's weird. It's really <laughs> off-point. Hacksaw blindsides the mugging it to the crowd giant, but the giant says no effect because he's from Berwick Hills. <laughs> don't, know, don't know why I put that. No effect. That's what he says. Yeah. Duggan then shoulder charges giant's midsection a few times in the corner before mounting the second rope and delivering some right hands that appear to have little impact. It was a classic fucking nitro thing. He was punching her in the neck. And that's when, obviously, the, the camera zooms in just to show you how this, yeah, this isn't real. Oh, watch, we'll get as close as we possibly can while yeah. he's hitting the fucking redwood giant. The fella from last time, the fella from last time that zoomed in with the, uh, the handcuffs. Oh, shot. Christ, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah both of those, both the pile driver and the handcuffs, you saw, yeah. both so right. kept his job, yeah, he Tight as he could, yeah. right? Where is the shittest punches you've yeah. ever seen again? The giant's not good at selling here, neither is he. he never, he's not. He's not like no. mobile. He's not no. fucking quick to react. He's in, nor should he be seven foot. You know what I mean? And it's at this moment that Lost Liam's favourite section of the Monday Night Scores makes a return. Sign watch. <laughs> Love sign watch. In the crowd, we see two banners that read "Call Brian one nine hundred two eight eight pill." 
along with commotion in the crowd. It's Brian Pillman. He's bought a ticket and he's getting himself on the telly. Good lad, Brian. Anyway, back to the action. So we sort of don't see it very clearly. It's the only interesting thing in the fucking match. Oh, yes. Yeah. Giant throws Hacksaw to the outside, then stalks him round stupidly as Hacksaw then gets up onto the apron and leaps off in a dive. But in fairness to Giant, I've got you wrong, mate. You knew what you're doing. He catches him in midair in a bear hug and then slams him back first into the ring post. Confused commotion in the crowd continues as Bischoff says, it, 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 it looks like Pillman, get him the hell. And then he takes his mic off and legs it out there. And he takes his leave to go and sort that out. Uh, we then see Pillman getting dragged away by two security guards who did not look particularly big, and it really was a bit kayfabe shattering the fact that wrestler Brian Pillman was fairly easily subdued by two normal security guards who, you know, are used to dealing with Blue Rinse Mavis, etc. But nonetheless. Why would you? Can I just point out the contrast between the fucking the two opening matches of, 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 of both shows here? Where it's just, just, just the absolute chasm, the ridiculous chasm of fucking. Quality we, we, on Raw, where you've got Austin and uh, Savio Vega yeah, are having a great match, highly entertaining, building a feud and everything else, and you know, a lot of action, a lot of lot, lot, lots of the stuff to get invested in. And here we've got fucking the Giants and Jim Duggan, like, <laughs> like say no more, <laughs> an absolute fucking dross fest of oh, an shocking. encounter. Shocking. It was really bad. Power. It was really bad. How dead was the crowd? It just flat. Oh, yeah. As you're at. You would, you be. would be, though, wouldn't you? You would, you would be. be. The you Giants would. and Jim Duggan. <laughs> you've got Bischoff claiming we're the hottest wrestling show on television, and you've got Jim Duggan almost beating the Giants in the opening <laughs> match. It's just, what the fuck? I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Couldn't have said it better. Um, Bischoff makes his way back to the, to the announce table, and we're back focusing on the match after this. The only interesting thing, as you say, Jim stops as Pillman's dragged away. Um, and Hacksaw is in the most boring wrestling move of all time, a bear hug, in the middle of the ring. Of course he is. <laughs> but he bites Giant's nose somehow without the ref seeing it to break the hold. Giant continues the onslaught and then, in fairness, flies into the turnbuckle ribs first. What are you doing here, Giant? You're a fucking Giant. Don't be doing daft stuff like this. It's ridiculous. <laughs> As Hacksaw dodges, if Hacksaw Jim Duggan can get the fucking leap on you and duck out the way, something's not right. Well, he decks him in a minute. Yeah, and then he gets clotheslined over the dumps ropes. Dumps it on his ass. What dumps it on his ass out the ring and drops you know, it. What are you yeah. doing here, Giants? Ridiculous. Stop doing this. You're a monster. <laughs> He's surely done now as a force to be reckoned with. But, but, but then, yeah. what's, the, what's going on in this match, right? Because at the start... He was no-selling everything Axel did, making him look like a chump, and quite right, because he's a giant, Axel Jim Duggan. And now he's making him look like he's about to win the gold at, the, at WrestleMania. Yeah. You know what I mean? What's going on? What is going on? Yeah, well, if, if, if you look back at Giant's like portfolio on Nitro, like, his matches have never lasted longer than two minutes. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Right. You're dragging yeah. this out five minutes plus against Unless Jim Unless he's Duggan. in a monster truck. <laughs> Unless he's in a monster truck, yeah. <laughs> or falling off a building. Jim Duggan. Okay. Jim Duggan. Oh, it was shocking. It was shocking. Back from Ireland. <laughs> Back from Ireland, and he's... <laughs> Still got that He's going up against the top heel. He's like... Oh, he's so like right. a jump. And, and you he's know, doing it, 10 minutes with the giant, Duggan. Exactly. But, but in, Knock him in, out almost. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not long, though, before Hacksaw makes himself look weak and daft again, as it's his job to get some tape out of his trunks and secretly tape his fist. But he drops the tape. <laughs> Of course he does. So what happens is we have a bit of a no-man's-land match where neither know what's going on and then Giant manages to knock Hacksaw down sufficiently but really clumsily 
Uh, Hacksaw sort of stumbles and he rolls out the ring and then that means that he's forced to improvise. He cuts to the outside where he peels off some gaffer tape from the mats surrounding the ring, which in fairness to him is a pretty, <laughs> is, you know, he's a, rather than just saying choke slam me and we'll be done, uh, which is what he should have done. Which he should have done. He should have done it soon as he walked in the ring. Just, as soon as the entrances were done. <laughs> yeah. So he grabs it. You're right. When Giant was no selling the punches, just <laughs> grab him by the throats, just choke him and then walk back. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, but he, room. he grabs this gaffer tape, right? Which in fairness, he's got a tape fist and all the rest of it. And Bischoff had been teen, had been teen up the fact b- ridiculously that Hacksaw tapes his fist earlier on is in a hilarious bit of telegraphing. He drags this 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 chunk of tape, it was about two meters long. He wraps about two thirds of it round his fist and then just stops. Just regular gaffer tape. <laughs> <laughs> Bear in mind, he's been hitting giant all match. Nothing. He no gets tape on. <laughs> what difference does it make? Not at all. He gets in the ring, and then uh, giant. I assume to to cover for this cobblers, but I can't be sure. Knocks over the ref for no obvious reason, other than to enable him to be clocked by Axel's barely taped fist. Which, sure enough, all right, I'll be on the third attempt. But on the third attempt, knocks him out cold. <laughs> Which, it was the, Pee Wee Anderson, wasn't it? <laughs> the ref. The ref. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's, again, it's another seasoned practitioner, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, no, you know, absolutely, right? But then, by the time he's hitting with the third one, the ref's, <laughs> the ref's up again, so clearly sees it. Sees that he's got a taped fist, points to it, and then does nothing about it, which at least on comms, Bobby Heenan did cover and say how atrocious this was and how unfair and quite right so on. It makes a mockery of this whole thing being any kind of real sporting competition. Absolutely joke. Horrendous. Absolutely joke. He was swinging something around one day, didn't he? With something? Well, that, that, was, the, that was the tape, because it was how much of it there was. That was tape. Yeah, that was the captain. <laughs> I thought it was like one of them fucking things you know in prison where they put the snooker balls in the sock and you're thinking, why are you giving him a snooker no, table? Because he, he lost... Out of his trunks, he had a small... I missed all of this. I was really sm- hands. He had a small roll of white tape, right? Yeah. Like, like a boxer would put round the, yeah, yeah, round yeah, the yeah, fist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He drops it because giant glasses into him. It went for, it went, went for a burden, right? It's gone. It's out the ring. So he falls out, but he doesn't know where it's gone. He falls out a different side of the ring, sees the gaffer tape that's holding down those mats, holding them together that's under the ring apron, peels it up and wraps it around his... That's what he's spinning around. It's just gaffer tape. It's absurd. So it's not like a fucking... No, it's not 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 a bowling ball in a sock, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought it was. Why is he swinging his... He's hitting him with tape. Yeah, he's hitting him with tape. And the giant's selling it. Yes. It's tape. Like, like I think at this point, he's thinking it's like a strap. Like a, like a leather strap like we get later on, more on that he's later. Sell, he's selling it like he's getting fucking clubbed by, you know, the riot police. <laughs> and it's just some tape. <laughs> and he's the giant. <laughs> fucking hell. Anyway, so... I thought it was a weapon. <laughs> well, that's... Fuck what, me. That's what they're trying to make the impression of. Jimmy Hart then leaps up onto the apron to defend his charge as Bischoff calls him a fish. <laughs> did you hear this? Jimmy Hart's a fish. I don't know why it's offensive or how it relates, but he did. Um, and he grabs Hacksaw's taped fist, which, by the way, should be a DQ the other way around now. So it should be a DQ, Hacksaw's tape, but now, now it's a DQ the other way. Peter Anderson's had a fucking He really has. 
And then he's dragged into the ring by Hacksaw, except he hilariously has to leap himself. <laughs> now he's like a fish. Now he looks like a salmon because Hacksaw doesn't do anything and he has to just send himself over, which is bad <laughs> enough on first watch because there was no yank or pull or anything from Hacksaw. But then we get it later on in slow-mo again and you clearly see an unprompted jump from Hacksaw, from, uh, from Jimmy Hart into Hacksaw's path. Awful. Anyway, dog's dinner. Heart distracts. Sorry, heart distracts the ref. Giants should not need the ref to be distracted from the beat. Hacksaw Jim pissing Duggan. Yeah, I was going to say the Giant needing Jimmy Hart to like, (laughs) yeah, assist, cause a distraction. It's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Joke. What a dog's dinner they've made of all of this. All of it. So this allows Giant finally to choke slam old hackers and get the win. What a mess. And he fucks the chokes because he puts his arm on the wrong shoulder. Oh, it was terrible. It he was... puts his arm across him like he's, he's hugging him. You meant to put it on the shoulder, you put the arm, you're going up one, aren't you? So that he goes, he's on the wrong arm, so he goes up sideways. It's just... Sums it all up. Wait, it does sum it all up. It's just what, a what, a dog's ending to, what a fitting ending to a, a farce of a match. <laughs> oh, he's my killed the Giants' God. career. Oh, fucking... Almost. Awful. Absolutely awful. Have the giant self for some tape. <laughs> Killed his career. I should have. <laughs> dire. Absolutely Danny Dyer. Next, we are, as Bischoff incredulously tells us, supposed to have the nasty boys. Thank God we don't. Instead, some black flags cover the top of the gangway and we can hear the sound of roaring motorbike engines before the flags drop, revealing the Steiner Brothers, University of Michigan wrestling team jackets and all, a top two choppers. Scott is immediately almost thwarted by the flag in front of his hog, though, as he jumps the gun a bit and gets his front wheel caught in it. <laughs> and I think, oh God... This is going to be a shambles. <laughs> just... That aside, though, Go that on. aside, I did think it was quite cool for the surprise entrance. Like, it was, you compare it was. This to something yeah. like, it's probably the coolest thing that they've had on Night Raw, like, compared Great to idea. stuff like the Yeti. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Yeti's in unveiling. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I was I was all up for it until, until Scott got his wheel stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The flag caught it. They fucked it up a little bit. Flag caught his front spokes. Anyway, they blast down to the ring at about five miles per hour and then immediately stop. It's only a short gangway. Uh, but they're here, they're here in, in place of the nasty boys, who we learn are in hospital. Apparently hospitalised at the hands of the Steiners. I wasn't quite sure. It wasn't particularly clear on comms, but no. that was... No, fine, good. They, they, they didn't sort that out, did they? Thank you, good. Not me, just being daft then. Uh, Scott Steiner, by the way, as they get in the ring, is quite possibly the most jacked human yeah. oh, I have enormous. ever seen. Unreal. Ever. It's staggering. I, I, I'm, I, I'm going to go back and watch his, uh, his workout video for some tips after seeing him here. You know what I mean? Like, the Steiner classics. Now it's time for the back. <laughs> Your back can never be too big. That was the back. Thanks, Scott. You know, I'm going to go watch it again. I'm going to go watch it again. I think that was proof that the back could He, he knows what he's talking about. I, I, I scoffed at the time. He knows what he's talking about. you got to block out the pain. Let your body grow. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Clearly, Stevie Ray's watched that work, aren't he? <laughs> <laughs> Bischoff's comment from last week. Animal needs to uh, to get on. Animal, the, animal definitely needs to watch it. As we're about to find out. 
Anyway, at this point, I'm just, I just—I must must be honest. My shite match spidey senses are proper tingling here, right? As Animal and Hawk make their way down the ring and to meet their supposedly surprise opponents. Um, but I, I mean, I've got to admit, the crowd are fucking red hot for the yeah, Warriors. Yeah, this was, I thought this was really good. Big time. Red Popping hot. Big time for this. The, atmos- the atmosphere, atmosphere here is, is, you know, it's almost as jacked as Scott Steiner is. It's unbelievable. <laughs> The match gets underway with the mullet sporting Scott and the inverse mohawk, or the homework. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> Adorned hawk. Uh, now, jacked Scott may be, but he is a- as athletic a wrestler as, as you know, a wrestler half his size should be. It's, it's, He's absolutely it's incredible. Good. Yeah, you look very good. Here. I'm blown away. I'm absolutely blown away. So we start with some brutal brawling strikes punctuated by a cracking belly-to-belly from Steiner after a couple of, uh, couple of clumsy moments where they're just sort of not, you know, still finding the feet right at the start. But he follows this up with a pump handle slam that looks brilliant. Um, and then he picks up Hawk and sits him on the top rope like he's a small child. He just just grabs him and he's there in, a, in half a second. It, this, I'm staggered the whole thing. I'm, I mean, me, me jaws on the floor. Here. It was a, it was a, it was a man playing with children type <laughs> stuff on it. Was, That's JR. Yeah, I'll tell you. JR. Uh, <laughs> really well. Yeah. This move, though, by the way, backfires uh, and a diving shoulder followed by a huge big boot with authority into a neck breaker leaves Steiner on the ropes before he then delivers another cracking boot, um, uh, planting a butterfly power bomb. And I'm struggling to keep up. Like this, the pace of this and the power yeah. of these moves is just an absolute barnstormer. So good. In comes Rick to dog bark chants from the crowd. Uh, he, he, he responds in kind. And then Hawk does the same to bring in Animal. These two now go at it, and the action continues at a frantic pace. Rick absolutely wallops Animal at one point with a couple of brutal clotheslines. Like he hits him once and he doesn't fall down. So he absolutely clatters him the second time and down he goes and then into a massive German suplex into a belly to belly suplex superplex sorry from the top rope which looked phenomenal before bringing in Scott who then does the same move from the mat Heenan quips it's not often you see the road warriors manhandled like this and he is not wrong I mean this is I'm, I'm, as I say just mouth agape here and the crowd's only getting hotter as this goes on every suplex is just just building and building and building. It's like an ECW show at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Absolutely ridiculous. LOD's chance start in the crowd and Animal responds with a stalling big boot counter to stop this this onslaught from uh, from Rick. It, it This honestly feels like a pay-per-view match for the titles, not a, you know, no. nitro surprise encounter. It, it's incredible. Hawk gets the hot tag and starts going to town on the Steiners. Some massive manoeuvres culminating in a huge doomsday device on Rick that has the crowd in absolute raptures. Scott breaks up the pin here, though, which otherwise would have got the three. Then whips Animal into the guardrail on it, hitting, you know, famously weak back first, giving the Steiners the chance to plant Hawk with a doomsday device of their own. Animal, though, is meant to climb up and distract Scott before he can leap from the top rope but takes an age. His back simply was too weak, so he could not He's recover. fucked that one up before. That, they meant to have done something similar a couple of weeks ago. I remember that, and Animal fucked it up by not getting there on time. Oh. I'm, I've seen to remember that. It's yeah. the second time it's happened. Because poor Scotty here yeah. has to just stand on the top and wait. A belly-to-back suplex from Hawk puts paid to Rick, but he's hit himself by a diving double axe handle by Scott, 
that wipes him out in kind. Animal then heads up top and plants Scott Steiner with a diving shoulder tackle. All four then gingerly get up before Scott signals for the finish, whips Animal in the ropes, before leaping up and Frankensteinering him as he rebounds. It's absolutely fucking unreal. 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 (laughs) Like we said, for a guy that size, they just pull that off. It's It's unbelievable. Couldn't believe it. Could not believe it. This should be it, but Hawk breaks it up once more. He's raised up by Rick, and it looks like another Doomsday device is incoming, only for Rick to then spin him round and then to take a huge bulldog from Scott from the top Rick's shoulders, although it was sloppy in the landing, but I think I was down there. Down to the LOD member, not uh, not the Steiners. Animal takes this chance to clock Rick with a spike he's grabbed from his shoulder pads at ringside, and it gets Warriors the victory. What a match! What a match, says Heenan, and I have to agree. I just thought the only thing, uh, I really enjoyed it, absolutely superb. Heenan on the money there. But, um, I just thought the dynamics were just a bit off in the sense that the crowd were red hot, but they were really off for the Steiners, weren't they? Not, not so yeah. much for the Road Warriors. So then yeah. when you've got things like you know, this, the, 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 the world warriors getting the, the hot tag. So then obviously they're getting no pop. Do you know what I mean? Cause yeah. everyone's, everyone's, on, everyone's behind the Steiners. And then I don't know why they did stuff like that when it was, you know, they were going to have the Steiners fucking, sorry, the, the, the warriors win with the fucking, the heel finish cheating win. So it was like, yeah. do you know, it was all a bit, I don't know, I don't know why they did it that way. Like yeah. why, why, why well, you surely have the, the Steiners getting the hot tag. So the dynamic seemed a bit off in that regard. But other than that, it was just absolutely superb. Yeah, totally yeah. agree. Totally agree. It's the, be- the best match I've I've seen on Nitro for a couple of months. Yeah, I think I think the best match. Full stop. I think I think the best match I've ever had. Yeah, hands down. Nitro. Yeah, phenomenal. Uh oh, though the Steiners have an interview with Mean Gene in the ring after the match. Here's where it might all go wrong. Yep, it has. Scott just keeps <laughs> saying "Road Warriors" fifteen times, and Rick shouts some angry cobblers, and you know, give him a manager, and we are golden. <laughs> yeah. Next up, it's Alex Das Wunderkind Wright taking on Lex Luger, who now owns both the tag belt and the TV title. Alex makes his way to the ring first, followed by Lex, who, <laughs> holding his two belts, <laughs> says to the camera, two for the price of one right here on his way down. He's getting better, Lex. <laughs> yeah, comedy, comedy Lex is back. He's good. He's good at he this. <laughs> Finally, he's found, he's found his niche. Uh, we're, we're momentarily taken away from the action, by the way, for a WCW hotline promo where Mean Gene is seen being a voyeur. This was class. This was quality. <laughs> when, when, when he was the, 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 the waitress. <laughs> <laughs> How funny was that? <laughs> when he did that face to the camera. He mugged it to the camera. That was fucking class. Superb. It really was. Back to the ring, and Wright is on fire. A lovely leaping head. One, one second, though, Steve. Oh, yeah. Did you? Did you? Did you uh, I might have missed this, but um, <clears throat> did you hear uh, Eric Bischoff like sticking the knife into Johnny B. Bad? No, go on. He, he was he was saying like oh, he didn't feel up to a rematch of Alex Wright, and uh, he can't handle being uh, at the place where the big boys play and all this kind of thing. But I think that was obviously uh, Bad was kind of like in a contract dispute at the time and. I don't think it's long before he jumps ship. So yeah, I was going to say he like, jumps ship by now. Yeah, but, but just sticking a knife like into him like willingly on her kind of thing. I mean, he's a shit house move. Back to the ring, and Wright is on fire. A lovely leaping head scissors, diving crossbody over the top rope to the outside. A superb European uppercut. Whilst 
than the world's biggest double axe handle from the top rope that gets a two and a half count, which the comms team supercell. It's good cricket, this. Like, I, I fucking love Alex Wright. He, again, is criminally underused, under, under, underrated. underrated. It's shocking. Anyway, the momentum then begins to swing in Lex's favour, uh, though he's nowhere near as slick as Wright, but I've, I've got to admit, he does execute a very nice press slam, holding right above his head for a good while in a stunning show of strength. Mongo says <laughs> Lex does this as easy as if he was doing it to Pepe. Get the RSPCA in, in there fucking ASAP. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, is, this is bad. Um, some cracking shithousery from Lex follows as he asks the apron-based camera, Did you catch that on camera? Huh? <laughs> After he rubs up right. He's good, Lex. He's good yeah, at doing I've, this. I've been enjoying him. It's just it's great. Into the finish, and a textbook spinning wheel kick from right is followed up by a gem of a missile drop kick. And Das Wunderkind heads up to the top rope to set up the moonsault. But the dastardly Jimmy Hart manages to distract, allowing Luger to spike Wright's throat on the top rope uh, after catching him in midair. This gets him the pinfall, but Lex then claims to really not be happy that Jimmy got involved. You're not supposed to be here, Jimmy, he says, and we're on to our main event. This is when you check the clock and you see there's 15 minutes left. <laughs> oh, no. oh, dear. Panic sets in. What's going on? It's like that Sunday night feeling, you know, work's coming tomorrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's exactly what it is like. <laughs> 15 minutes of this show, fuck. <laughs> right. Uh, so the main event, it's a, it's a six-man double-strap lumberjack tag match. Um, it's chaos. Uh, it, it does not work, and I'm going to keep this very, very brief. Um, the lumberjacks around the ring... Um, are all wearing lumberjack shirts, by the way, and it looks absurd, right? So just I couldn't believe that. this. I could not believe it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. What, a, what an insane idea. <laughs> all the Correct. same one as well. Because yeah, we've had different ones yeah, for the exactly. face. Yeah. What an insane idea to put them all in the same lumberjack shirt. To put lumberjack shirts on them. Like, yeah, what's correct. going on? Correct, 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 correct. And um, we've got, who else, but Hulk Hogan, uh, Macho Man and the Booty Man taking on, once again, Kevin Sullivan and Arnon and Flair from the Four Horsemen. The latter also have Miss Elizabeth and Woman in their corner. Everybody has leather straps. Everybody. Lumberjacks, wrestlers, referee, Mavis in the crowd. Everyone has leather straps. It's ridiculous. But crucially, nobody is strapped to anybody, are they? Which I, I thought was the absolute no. essential thing of a strap match, yeah. Yep, no, no. You just got, you, everyone just has a, a, a weapon, right? No one is strapped to anyone. We've got no. loads of straps, but nobody is strapped to anyone. That's it, correct. Ridiculous. The match immediately becomes ungovernable chaos. And even the lumberjacks are brawling with one another, just like for someone to do, you know. And by brawling, I mean throwing straps around at one another, occasionally selling them, often not, because they don't know who's hitting them from behind, etc. So it is, it is, a, it is a nonsense. Uh, it, it's awful. It's all awful. It's one of the lowest points of you know of all the low points we've had of Hogan and Dungeon Doom you know, Dungeon of Doom related shite and it serves absolutely no purpose that I can work out doesn't move anything forward doesn't make sense there's no solid resolution ridiculous Rick Fuller tries to scarper does not early doors and then yeah of all people of all people Animal sprints after him I was like he he does it Animal not with your back you're sprinting <laughs> after him and he carries him all the way back. <laughs> yeah. It's 
going on? <laughs> of all the things to risk it for. Of all the lumberjacks, you've, you've sent the lad with a bad back. <laughs> oh, so good, so good. Um, I'll not comment on the in-ring action. It's fucking diet. I will just say... Yeah. There's not much of it. Oh, there isn't much of it. You did right. I would just say Taskmaster in particular, he looks as if one of the wrestlers called in sick and then sent their dad in their place. He spends half the time just sitting on the bottom rope. And I don't mean in the turnbuckle. I mean, just sitting on the bottom rope. What's he doing? Yeah. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. Anyway, almost out of nowhere, for no reason, against the run of play, not that the particularly was play. one not there was a run of not that there was one you're dead right yeah but Hogan just lands a big boot and, and a leg drop on Flair and gets yeah. away just cause he does you know what I mean cause he does like, there's loads of people around in the ring yep. someone could just someone could just easily jump in and stop it but no yep. they all clear, They all like cleared off to one side of the ring so we yep. could do it as well let him do it it was, it was, it was fucking shite the inevitable Mean Gene promo follows with Taskmaster Flair and Arn Taskmaster is basically unlistenable in this. What about when he gobbed on the middle of the mat? Yeah. Disgusting. He's grim. What you're doing, Taskmaster. Correct. Absolutely awful. You didn't even bloody do anything in that match. You just sat in the bottom row. Do you remember a couple of months back when he was just like putting forward the pay-per-view, like shouting about four cages, wasn't he? And never seen before, never seen again. He's just going on promoting duties again, isn't he? So. Yeah. You're so right. You're so right. What I don't understand is why... Um, Hogan, I don't know how long the pay-per-view is from this point. Is it like two weeks? Whatever. I'm guessing it's upcoming. So... Why has Hogan got even with them? Like, literally a week after the handcuffing incident. What are they going to do with the pay-per-view? He's just going to win again, right, I presume? You're so right. I didn't even think. I didn't even why think did, of that. You're so why right. Why that then? He's got his yeah. confidence. He's got his, yeah, he's got his justice. So Literally a week later. Yeah. Well, they're, plugging, they're plugging this doomsday match, aren't they? Oh, God. And then they didn't, they didn't explain it properly. No, they didn't. Didn't Taskmaster say something like, there's four cages and then like, there's a different opponent in each one, so it's essentially four single cage matches or something like that. Yeah, it sounds awful. It's not, Hogan has to fight his way through four cages, which when you say it like that sounds okay, that's exciting, but in reality it's just, he has just four separate cage matches in the arena, which means... Oh, great. Yeah, yeah exactly. There are four cages. Four, time, four times the Hogan like, nonsense. Yeah, great. exactly. And one of the oppos, Taskmaster. Exactly, yeah. Four, four big boots, four leg drops, four Hogan wins, four hours of fucking wow. boredom. Probably quicker than the fucking uh, giant Jim Duggan match. <laughs> Steady. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yes, uh, so yeah, t- Taskmaster promo at- atrocious. Arn, as good as ever, deserves so much better than this. Uh, it, 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 it's it's almost more annoying to me now watching him have to do this again week week on week. Like the Flair promo is. He's shite, but I have to admit, it did get me chuckling as he responds. Yeah, I'd be laughing again. He responds to a woman being grabbed at some point. I sort of missed this. I wasn't paying attention. Or I missed it in the chaos. But some woman was 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 potentially harmed or was grabbed or was knocked or something. Um, and Flair, uh, Flair is... And, he, and if, if that's the case, Flair, by the way, is absolutely right to say this. It's totally right. He says, um, you can beat up the Taskmaster in Arn. You can whip the nature boy, but don't ever touch... Woman or Elizabeth, <laughs> and that did it for me. I was done. You remembered at the end. Um, he then runs the ropes twice, almost clattering woman who he's yeah. just professed to defend. <laughs> me, a seconds after he said he was going to do it, um, and then woman says, uh, pointedly, sounds good on the mic, by the way. Woman, uh, it sounds like should be a decent manager and should have far better than the rest of this shite, apart from on. And says, Savage, Flair has your woman. 
Um, and the commentators say what an awful person she is. Uh, Flair then starts singing, I've got the whole world in my hands. <laughs> At which point, Mean Jean's had enough and throws us back to the comms table. We, we have confirmed that we're going to have four cages at the uncensored pay-per-view which Hogan has to fight his way through and as we said earlier oh dear god no so why is Hogan fighting because he's, he's, he's upset that they've said something about Savage's wife why is Savage doing it <laughs> because he's, Jim he's fucking I'm telling you I said it before he's being booked like Bill House's dad he's completely <laughs> powerless impotent to do anything about all these affronts he's suffering and Hogan's having to do it for him. Oh, you're so right. I don't, I don't even remember him fucking... I don't remember at all in this match. I don't remember Yeah, him. I don't. He's, I don't remember he's a passive, passive force in this. Total non-entity. Just may as well have not been there. It's, um, it is shocking. You're so right, Jim. It is. Yeah, he's my house's dad. <laughs> Sleep in his race car bed. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. And with that, we are out. So that was WCW Monday Nitro. Let's find out what we all made of it. Who wants to kick off our Nitro ratings builders, lads? I'll put forward the Steiners um, in particular. I thought the match was great, but I thought that was mainly because of these two lads. Um, and when they first appeared, I know, they're, again, they're from kind of like the, the earlier 90s period. I was fearing the worst, but they put on a, an unbelievable spectacle. But And I mentioned it pretty uh, Previously during the run through, I think uh, do you know what? it might even be the best match I've I've, I've seen on both on both shows. I would, um, agree. I would it, agree. It was that good. It was that captivating. Yeah. Um, and again, if you if you've got someone in like Harlem Heat and just imagine how good that would be uh, in terms of, of of both both sides of it, but that they were easily uh, the best thing on Nitro and have been for a long time. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, hundred percent with Liam on that. Easily the best thing that's been on Nitro, the best match I've ever had. I think uh, again, I hadn't contemplated the fact that it could possibly be the best on both that we've both shows that we've seen. But I think yeah, it's a fair enough comment as well. It was that it was just fucking quality. Um, my they were my main builder, but it, I also had just the contrast, the stark contrast between the two kind of tag team spheres of, of both yeah. companies. Whereas, which you know, on Raw we've got the Godwins getting a squash win. We've got the Bushwhackers coming back. We've got fucking, you know, that you know, they're fucking everything on superstars. Whereas here, there's, you know, on Nitro we've had we've just had Steiners v the Road Warriors, so two absolute legendary teams. And yeah. then you've got a Harlem Heat in the wings. Yeah. You've got Sting and Luger again, two other legends who were the champions. Yeah. <coughs> <coughs> And I've got a dog. Let's not forget Steve's favourites, the the Blue Buds. Oh so, yeah, that's um, a good idea. I think that you know they should be making a lot more of this really because we're seeing fucking you know the same unadulterated dross in the fucking <laughs> yeah. in the main event oh, every Christ, week. And they've got just, this. It could just. it could be you know this. So it could we could do so much more with this fucking quality tag team yeah. kind of yeah. department. Huge. But yeah, it's. Uh, if they, if they if they use this blueprint for the rest of the program, it'd, it'd be right up there, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, totally agree, totally agree. Um, Alex Wright, I add into the uh, into the mix. Consistently superb, and we rarely see him. I mean, I'm sure 
you know the Guerreros and others would would be up there too. But again, we never get to see him. Yeah, maybe more more so when the cruiserweight uh, championship yeah, comes into play. I'm championing the bit for that because it's it's. I can't watch Taskmaster wallow around anymore. You know what I mean? Like I, I just can't. Yeah. Sorry, we're on builders. Alex Wright. <laughs> and I will put forward as well Brian Pillman appearing in the crowd yes that was that was pretty uh, yeah pretty good of a of him to, to, to appear and cause some havoc so yeah sold it's it's quite um, noteworthy isn't it that he still remains despite you know now officially leaving Nitro he still remains the yeah. most interesting thing on the show <laughs> yeah. even, even no longer under the, the employee buildings. of the company he's still the most interesting thing yeah. the company has yeah <laughs> Spawn, absolutely spawn. The only other one I've got written down is a. I've I, I just a, a, an honorary mention for me and Gene because he's got some great patterns. Yeah, he does. You're right. Yeah. You can't. He's he's, uh, he's 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 slick as you like. You're right. You're right. Um, so ultimate builders and that's what we uh, what we're gonna vie for. I think it's, I assume it's just, this is sewn up. It has to be. Yes, starting this starting this for me. Hundred percent. Yeah, I, I had a great with the Steiners as well. I, the tag team ranks in general, but yeah, um, the Steiners has to be clean. I think, I think you mentioned as well, Steve. Like I was very surprised by Scott Steiner. Me too. I, I only remember him towards like the latter stages yep. uh, of his career when he was in the WWE, but he was very impressive uh, on the first glance here. I've, yeah. I've, I didn't realise he, he wasn't always stiff as a board and immobile. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I just that, did. That, that's that's all I was expecting. Yep. I, I thought he would have. I thought you. I know he's ginormous. I just naively didn't think he would ever have mobility. I mean, the, Frank, that, the Frankenstein just summed it. Summed Jesus, it all, didn't it? Like how, I mean, how good that looked. Fuck me. For a bloke, for a bloke that big as well. To to be able to do the sort of the suplexes a la Lesnar and Frankenstein's a la Guerrero. You know. I mean, he's Frankenstein. <laughs> what? I guess. How, how big do you reckon fucking animal is? Oh, Ginormous. They're, over six, they're clearly well over six foot, aren't they? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. And he's jumped right up there. Yeah. What style must weigh fucking 20 clip? Yeah. Well, you saw, right? And when it was, the, as I sort of said in the run through, but when they first all got in the ring together and you saw, they they made, Scott, sorry, in particular, made Hawk and Animal look sort of average looking. Normal, yeah. And normal. they are enormous you know but that's their whole thing exactly. that's their thing exactly. they're massive exactly it was and I was I, I, I did a double take I paused it you know and you know and Rick is is ginormous too but Scott is just a different league it's it's unbelievable I was uh, I was I was staggered and the fact we've got this far without mentioning his, his naughty mullet as well says, says it all you know mm. <laughs> he kept us sufficiently distracted phenomenal phenomenal stuff so they were the builders, but what about the killers? Uh, go on, lads. What we uh, what we not liking this this week? I imagine we're going to be having some, <laughs> some some similar levels of agreement on a certain match. Uh, the main event. It, it's it's a permanent fixture, isn't it? On the killers, it's just a mess all the time. Um, far too many people involved yeah. for no reason. Um, there was it was hard to keep tabs on what was going on. Who was you know on top? Who was in the ring, who was outside the ring, uh, just, just, just a mess, uh, just a constant mess every week, and then capped off with Hulk just winning, you know, with a leg drop as per usual, um, and then you get the the, the gubbins of the, the Mean Gene interview at the end to try and salvage something, 
uh, and we're still scratching our heads as, as we go off there. <laughs> so yeah the main event but obviously I'm not saying the main event was good because it, it obviously was not but I'm <laughs> I just can't get past the opener. I yeah, just cannot, I cannot the, the logic. Yeah. We'll kick the show off with this. This is how we'll start the show. This is how we'll open it up. I just it was it's beyond me. Just what the fuck? How can you sell the giant anymore yep. as like an entity to yep. be feared yeah. when when that's just happened? How can you? He's just been you got decked by Jim Duggan. You got dumped on his ass out of the ring. Yeah, what's that? What he's that? having to sell what I've just re- I've just been I thought it was a weapon at first. He's having to sell being hit by some tape that I've just found out <laughs> on the air. And <laughs> It's just, you know what I mean? You're getting knocked on your ass time and again by Jim Duggan, and you, you can't, that's it, you're done. And then the whole match itself didn't make any sense with about five disqualifications. Pee Wee Anderson's staring right at him. <laughs> so he's Sorry. been fucking, his career's over as a ref shooting yeah, now. And rightfully so, yeah. He's been yeah. fully buried. Yeah. It's just, it was, everything, it was just terrible. Yeah. No, I, I, t- I totally agree with that. It, Needing it was, the assist, we didn't, didn't even mention that there either. Needing the assist, we talked about earlier. That's it, it's fundamentally, it's just giant not being booked like a giant. That's like, that, yeah. w- what are you doing? You've got this phenomenal talent. Yes, he's, he's also staggeringly athletic for a bloke of his size and stature and all the rest of it, but you've got this, you know, once in a generation, you know, being that you are just failing to to even partially utilize properly you know what i mean like yeah it, it was it, it's he, he he doesn't need he doesn't need jimmy hart full stop like i don't know why you've got why would you need someone helping you exactly yeah it, it, it the whole setup is mental and why was it why why are you having him you know get knocked on his ass by jim duggan like jim duggan. someone whose career is over well, do you know what i mean have someone who's like fucking... on a push and you're getting him Clattering him out of the ring over the top rope with the clothesline, like use it to make someone. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. You can, you can elevate somebody with something like that. Hundred percent. Fucking Jim Duggan couldn't even take a choke slam. <laughs> Fuck me. I'm gonna go back and watch. Couldn't that. even tape <laughs> his own hand. Couldn't, never mind. Take a, couldn't even tape his own hand. Lost his own tape. Lost his own tape. Yeah. His own shite gimmick. Lost it. Oh, it was. It was. You've just lost me. If it wasn't for that unbelievable star in his match, I, I don't think I'd have made it through the show. Yeah, that's uh, no, no, fair enough. I um, I will also add the the Jimmy Hart jump replay. The jump was bad, right? But but Jimmy Hart, he's got he's got to do it. He's got to, you know, it's it's hacksaw at fault here for not giving him a big elaborate, you know, clearly telegraphed yank into the yeah. ring or whatever, right? Jimmy Hart's got to do it. Don't show the replay. Don't show a slow mo replay. Clearly, clearly demonstrating that with with no kind of force being. <laughs> enacted upon him Jimmy Hart has just leapt like a salmon bizarrely mere moments after Bischoff called him a fish as, a, as an insult <laughs> he leapt like a salmon into the ring unassisted what are the lads in the production truck doing here I mean this is amateur hour you've watched that I watched it when it happened live and went that looked fucking awful and they showed us a slow-mo replay of Jimmy just unpromptedly leaping over the ropes into danger Fucking ludicrous, kayfabe shattering. Stop it! Absolutely. We've picked up a few things now, haven't we? Of that, so it's just that's, that's a bit of an issue they have now. With these kind of it is, it is. It's fucking. Pro- these I don't know, like what production errors? I guess that's what they are. Like, yeah. what are you doing? All right. Well, what are we? Yeah, uh, what are we plumping for for our uh, our ultimate killer? Then, lads, what are we all going for? I'll go with Duggan, Duggan and Giant. It, just just burying burying the Giant now. He can't he can't come back from this. Yeah. I'd second that entirely. Yep, third. 
Juggling Jay, I don't know why you would open the programme like that. The contrast with Raw was just fucking unbelievable. Well, with all of that in mind, let's see which show we thought should have won the ratings battle this week. Last time out, Nitro put some space between themselves and Raw, going ahead 12-10. So, what do we reckon this time? Then, lads, who deserves to win the battle this week? As far as Nitro's go, the bit in the middle with the Steiners match and uh, Lugo's all right too. So, as far as Nitro's go, this wasn't the worst it could have been, but... I thought Raw was really good, minus Billionaire Ted, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Raw. Fair enough, Liam. Uh, yeah, I think Nitro had the better match with the uh, the Steiners and the Road Warriors, but everything else around it was wasn't uh, up to scratch compared to some of the things in Raw. So I'd have to I'd have to favour Raw this week. Fair enough. I'll, I'll book the trend. I am um, I'm not for a second defending the the utter dross that bookended Nitro but just I, I agree with what you said earlier Liam I, I do think this this Steiner's Road Warrior match is the best match I've seen so far it's been the most captivating most exciting most entertaining and for that reason I'm going to plug with Nitro because that was the if, they, if they're on again next week I want to watch and see it again so I'm, I'm going to go for Nitro well that's what we think but what did the American public think in 1996 over to the golden envelope to find out Raw 2.9 Nitro 3.2 Nitro adds to its lead It's now 13.10 To Bischoff's Boys and Girls What do we make of that lads? Fair enough Like you just said that, 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 The bigger audience Deserve to see The, uh, the Steiner Brothers uh, That's a nice way Of looking at it Yeah Nitro yeah That's a valid point That Liam to be fair I would like to know I mean I mean, this is probably Now getting right Into the nuances But if we could break it down To see how many people Turned off after that First 15 minutes Segment by <laughs> segment Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's, got, That number has yeah. got to be high Yeah no, I, I wouldn't argue that at all well, that's it then, that's so 1310 to tonight, show it is. And, and that's it for this episode of the Monday Night Scores Season 2. Right, well, before we head off to start tracking down Rowdy Roddy's bagpipes on Craigslist, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. We're at TMN Scores. That's at TMN Scores. Or you can follow us at The Monday Night Scores on Instagram. And if you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to the Monday Night Scores wherever you get your podcasts. Well, all that's left for us to say is goodbye. So thank you all so much for listening. And until next time, this has been the Monday Night Scores. Jim with a laryngectomy here. It's. Doctor No, vocal cord. The cameras. Oh no! Doing it again.
three weeks. Oh, when no. started? Well, at least we got the story in. We got the story in, fine. Yeah, just we'll try unplugging your thing. In oh, it's doing it again. Oh, it's doing it again. This is this is this is what's happening. <laughs> Have you got? Because now it's gone. What on Gary's it's, band? It's just recording over the thing. Yeah. I thought you just closed Gary's band. I thought we solved it. I did. I did. I restarted it and I did it. No, okay, close it and keep it closed. <laughs> keep Garage Band. Yeah, close it for good. Just say we'll buy a Garage Band. There's no, there's no point having a backup that ruins the ruins the main one, is there? <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't be defeating the purpose anymore. <laughs> but, but who's keeping tabs on this thing that sounds terrible? Who's keeping? I'm keeping it for posterity's sake. <laughs> Carriage band's gone. <laughs> right now. Now, try disconnecting the reconnecting clean feed and we'll give that a go. It might not be garage band, but holy moly. <laughs> you got anything else open? Anything else? This might be blasting your sound card. You got iTunes, you got Spotify, you got any of them open. He's gone. Oh, so no, big... you static X again, fuck's sake. Static X again? Yeah, I don't yeah. understand. Just unplug and pre-plug, it's fine. We seem to get we seem to get a solid five, maybe ten minutes in, and then you go. Oh, the thing is closed now. I know. Maybe... I promise this time. <laughs> <laughs> Next up. And back once again with the swill behaviour. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I wrote that ages ago. I've been dying to say it. <laughs> Finally got the opportunity. <laughs> what was it? I said, oh, God, no, it? after all that, I've waited for ages and you missed it. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even plug the headphones, it was clipping again. Oh, see, I got right paperclip off Word. I'm clippy. I'm clippy. <laughs> that fucking shit paperclip. That's me. <laughs> Of Microsoft Word. <laughs> All kinds of issues. Damn it. <laughs> Clippy. Do you want some help? Fuck off. Yeah, no. Um, I, I said, Jim, next up, and back once again with the swill. <laughs> Can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good mess. Back once again with going. the swill behaviour. <laughs> Can't edit any of that. It'll, the, only, the only version that'll make it will be deadpan. Anyway, <laughs> it's the Godwins, comprised of Irish hog farmer Henry O. Godwin, alongside Phineas Midian Godwin, with Hillbilly Jim in their corner. <laughs> so, am I, am I in a massive delay here as well? Then? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Static, static X is back as well. Clippy Static X. Yeah. <laughs> Just arrived on oh, Clippy. Fuck me. 